We're back. It's episode 247, and we are the Nerd Stravaganza Podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Brian and Cam. What's up, guys? How's it going? So tonight, we'll be wiping the tarnish off our tin ears and discussing some music, specifically video game music, which we all love. Well, I shouldn't speak for you guys. I assume you love video game music. For sure. Depends on the video game. <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty. It's like my favorite. Does that even have music? <laughs> anyway, we would definitely be doing fans of our melodic voices wrong if we didn't kick things off the right way. And that means, of course, with our weekly geekly, geekly weekly update, who is up this week, guys? Who's going first? Uh, I went I'll first last first. week. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Take it because it's easy. I did nothing. <laughs> I, I literally did nothing. This, I... I Still on the Wheel of Time series, reading, I got, I'm on book 12 now, I, I finished book 11, now I'm on book 12, and I am, I've just been, I just had like a really like, long week of work, so, just did a bunch of that, and hung out with my companion, and gearing up and getting ready for a big weekend this weekend, hopefully to go see uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Alright. That's it. Okay. Oh, and wait, the one thing I did forget to mention is that I, uh, Saturday was International Tabletop Day. I don't know how oh, I yeah. forgot that. Uh, but yeah, we were at the uh, Adventure Game Store, uh, our illustrious sponsor, uh, here in Cooper City, Florida, and uh, it was awesome. Did, I did like probably like nine hours of gaming. I think I got there at like noon and left at, <laughs> left at nine, basically. Nice. Uh, so it was fun. Played, played a lot of really good games, won some cool stuff in the raffle. And uh, fun times were had by all. Nice. Is uh, Adventure Game Store now billed as being out of Cooper City as opposed to Davy? Are they trying to get a little hoity-toity on I, us? You know, I, I always... I, is it Davy or Cooper City? I thought it was Cooper City. Uh, I thought it was Davy, but, you wrong. know, depends who hey. you're trying to impress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> e- either way. Uh, what about you, Brian? I didn't see you at Tabletop Day. What were you up to? I had a bunch of, like, bullshit real life stuff to do over the weekend so i I couldn't make it to that Uh, i'm getting ready to head back up to uh orlando this weekend for free comic book day actually nice pretty excited about that i'm gonna try i mean there's not too many comic book stores up there but i'm gonna make the rounds see if i can get you know the entire 2017 collection nice if I'm really lucky, some of the places won't have given everything from 2016 out, and I'll fill some holes. Do they do that? Do they do they have holdover stuff from the previous year sometimes? Uh, yeah, usually, because they actually do get charged for it, so they don't just junk it or anything. Okay. Any any hotspots you're going to hit, or just uh, see what's available? Um, I'm definitely going to hit, I think it's called Heroes and Villains in Claremont. Okay. And I'd like to get down to Coliseum of Comics, but that's actually, like, kind of a hike so we'll see we'll see what happens cool i wish you a lot they have like a day for everything now i think like two weeks ago was record store day did did you hear about that the only the only reason i heard yeah yeah, the only reason i heard about it was because they had like some like special edition doctor who record like with dalek sound effects and other stuff on there that came out um but like I don't know, man. Everyone, everyone has a day. Everything and everyone has a day now. We're going to run out of days. We need a day. We need Nerd Travaganza Day. I agree. What about you, Tom? Did you, uh, did you have a day last weekend? Um, I had a day of... Let's see. My, my nerdiness has been curtailed recently as I 
uh, indicated. I, I guess on the lusting after gadgetry front, the same company that uh, makes the battery-powered weed whacker and blower that I <laughs> bought recently and was talking about makes a uh, basically a Roomba-style um, lawnmower, which just robotically mows your lawn for you, and it's almost reasonably priced, so much so that I'm really giving it some thought. I that might end badly with the dogs. Not really sure. <laughs> I was gonna say man, that sounds like that sounds like it go wrong really badly. Yeah, things go sideways there. Like there's there's some heartbreak. So <laughs> they say that like it detects dogs and children feet. You know, it won't run over them. But I don't know. Oh God. Yeah. So I'll think that one over. Uh, however, I did take the plunge on another gadget. Remember I was talking about those hue lights that I wanted for the house. Yeah. And Cam, I think you gave me the cautionary tale of uh, what movie was that? Where the CEO guy got hacked or something. Yeah. That something that stupid Pierce Brosnan movie. That's some red box. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I don't care. I'm, I'm not as important as Pierce Brosnan. So I figured they won't hack me. I went ahead and I bought the hue starter kit and then the strip lights that I'm going to put around kind of the living room ceiling. And those are sitting in the box now, <laughs> waiting to be installed. So. <laughs> are you going to install them, or are you going to have someone come install? I'm going to install them. It's just, it's literally screwing in a light bulb, and uh, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, wiring a gadget up to your router that, that's kind of the hub and all that. I should be able to handle that. Yeah, because I got those Nest cameras in my house, and I thought yeah. I was going to be all industrious and install them. No chance. Like I had to. Have no deal. <laughs> had to have some guy come. <laughs> you guys crack me up. <laughs> Why, Brian? <laughs> no, no, you're just like it's screwing in a light bulb. I, I think I got it. <laughs> This one, I think I really do have. There's some other things that have gone poorly for me, but uh, this one I'm pretty sure I've got a handle on. Networking stuff and, and screwing in a light bulb, I think I can manage. <laughs> I'll report back, though. Uh, and then, finally, I actually did a like really nerdy thing with my girlfriend. We took the ferry over into Seattle, uh, actually just the day before yesterday, where they were having an anime festival. Oh. and uh, went to the Cinerama Theater that I mentioned a few times. It's kind of a cool, like, nerdy theater, and they feature a lot of cool stuff. It's just kind of a, I think one of, like, the Microsoft big shots, like, basically paid to restore it to usefulness or something like that. And loved going to see movies there. So I went to see Akira, or I guess nice. as a true anime a fan would say it, Akira, or however the hell you're supposed to say it. But yeah, went and saw that. Haven't seen that on the big screen ever. It came out when I was a kid and I think did a limited debut in some theaters. I never got to see that. So that was really cool with like full on sound and just like on that massive scale. That's awesome. I forgot how good that movie was. It was great. Soon to be a live action movie with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you're probably not even kidding. They're doubling down on the problematic by casting uh, another Whitey. Is that that the plan, Cam? Yeah, Yeah. probably. Well, and they're going to make a a male character female to empower women. There you go. (laughs) But they're going to make, like, Tetsuo, the bad guy, female, so then, like, they're vilifying women at the same time. Somehow they're going to make it problematic. (laughs) Anyway, that was cool. I, man, my, my companion had not seen it before and walked out like with the requisite level of confusion about what exactly happened. And I got to like totally (laughs) mansplain things to her. Very empowering for me. (laughs) 
but yeah, that's it. I actually did a real nerdy thing, and I've got some more in the works. So I'll report back on my lighting endeavors, and that's it. That's all that's going on in my corner. Tom, what was what was the ratio of nerd to hipster in that theater? Okay, so my hipster, <laughs> my hipster radar triggers when I see people with certain facial hair, you know, wearing certain hats. Scarves, tight-fitting jeans. Yeah, yeah, scarves. Like, I think I'm pretty good. I would say that there was about a forty. Per, there was about forty percent hipster in there. Really? Okay. And yeah, yeah. This new, like, less pronounced hipster. They don't go for the irony, but you can tell. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then listening in on some of the comments, I was totally being like a smug nerd. Like, <laughs> what do you know about anime? <laughs> yeah. So. Now I'm curious, what was the ratio of empty seats? Did they did they do well? Uh yeah, they, the place looked pretty packed. We got like a really uncomfortable like near the screen in the corner seat, and thought, oh, maybe we can move later. Turned around, can't move. So yeah, wow. they, they did well. This is a good town for stuff like that, man. Wow, really good town. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've been up to, and uh, in my corner of the world, that's pretty much all the news. But I understand that there's news outside my narrow scope, and as always, I think there's no better way to bring the news to our fans than with a segment we like to call the News Stravaganza. Thank you, thank you, Tom. Um, so let's get you guys edumacated on some news. Have you guys heard of a little company called IBM, International Business Machines? I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. Yeah, the calculator and adding machine people, yes. <laughs> so they shipped a bunch of flash drives. Everybody loves flash drives. It's the new thing these days. Well, not the not new, it's been around for a while, but like giving people them as like, I've seen people using them as their business card even. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, and, it's a new toaster. Yeah, with, with sort of a, like, you know, nice little giveaway item. People love them. They're great to like, just, you know, move data from place to place. Well... <laughs> Horrible for security. Yeah. Well, yeah, and now even worse because um, anyone who has a V3500, V3700, or V5000 uh, drive uh, has been advised to destroy them because they shipped with uh, spyware on the malware. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got the go. Re- Re- Recon- Rico NYC Trojan on it. And wow. it basically let's hackers in Russia and India take your computer over, basically copy everything. Uh, and, um, you're basically, you're screwed after that, you know? So if you have one of those, don't use it. If you've already used it, uh, invest in some good malware removal and send send the bill to IBM. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's not a ransomware scheme. It's just a straight up, like giving them access yeah, I, I think it's just it gets on there and then they can. I, I I I don't know exactly what they can do once they get in there, but I mean I I don't th- I don't think it's a ransom type thing. I think it's more of a they get in there, steal your data, and yeah. wow, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> really sucks. So speaking of getting in there and screwing things up, um, HIV is something we don't often talk about on the show, but. Um, Obviously, it's a big problem. It's been a problem for quite quite some time now. Um, have you guys heard of CRISPR? Yes, I have. That's the DNA editing thing or something, right? Yeah, it's a genetic scalpel, I guess they call it, where you can go in and, you know, basically cut out 
and remove pieces of DNA, put in, you know, basically slice up DNA and, and rearrange it how you want to. Like, sort of like Jurassic Park type shit, you know? Yep. And, uh, well, I guess scientists are saying that they've adapted CRISPR to basically cure HIV. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, they haven't, they don't have a cure yet, 100%, but they basically went in using mice and, uh, well, okay, so the article that I found said that they used mice with humanized tissues. I don't I don't want to know what kind of like weird hybrid <laughs> mice they're using. But aside from that, they went in with these mice that were infected with HIV. Um, they used the, the, the genes uh, scalpel and basically put in a counter virus. Um, and that, that then basically delivered modified genes um, with some additional molecules. Uh, that basically got rid of the HIV and protected the the the, the, the rat from subsequent infection, and so cool. and they've shown that they've dramatically reduced and in some cases eliminated HIV in solid organs and bone marrow. Wow! So pretty cool. And the mice live so, too. So kills and immunizes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So it's basically like just excises it essentially. That's awesome. Pretty amazing. What a what a world we live in. No kidding, man. And I like Brian's catchphrase of kills and immunizes. And CRISPR definitely sounds like a product name. It sounds like something that that like dump cake lady on TV would sell. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> CRISPR. When I think of CRISPR, I think of like the stupid little drawers in my fridge. You know, the, the CRISPR. <laughs> well, well, introducing the CRISPR kills and immunizes. Yeah, you just got to sit in your fridge <laughs> for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of killing and not immunizing, um, did you guys hear about the fire festival? down in the bahamas <laughs> i did holy shit no what is that okay so buckle up tom <laughs> have you ever heard of the rapper ja rule yes i have he uh him and some other guys they got together and they decided to put together this fire f-y-r-e festival in the bahamas mm. and they touted it as this like super exclusive super deluxe like basically music festival where you're going to go down to the Bahamas for a weekend. You're going to be staying in these like amazing, like TP, like, like, you know, like specialized pods that you like, you know, like luxury pods. So you don't have to sleep on the floor or on the ground, like, you know, or dirty, like all these other festivals, you know, the food is supposed to be like off the hook, free music, you know, free, like amazing drinks. And, you know, they, they just basically touted it like as this like ridiculous luxury super like baller getaway right and they had all these like crazy acts like you know really really like expensive acts that you would think like you know are, are super relevant and whatever out right now all the rappers and uh djs and stuff like that and people got there and it was an absolute fucking nightmare it was like lord of the flies <laughs> it, it was like the hunger games basically <laughs> like it was like have you, you've seen that movie um District Nine, is it? What's yes. the one with the with with, uh, with the fucking prawns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly with the prawns. Uh, it was it was like that. It was like he's got there and just people are going wild. Like there was supposed to be all this gourmet food. They gave these people like it was like styrofoam, white styrofoam, like takeaway boxes with like a cheese sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> Come on, yeah, and some like lettuce. Um, no, none of the acts were there. They basically, like, people had already got there and they were like, oh, sorry, uh, but due to unforeseen circumstances, we've canceled the event. So people flew, flew down there, had already paid, like, 12 grand each 
to go down, you know, tw- at, at, like minimum 12 grand. I think there were like even more expensive tickets paid down there, got down there and they didn't have water for them. They didn't have like, like people couldn't get out of there. Like the, there was no flights out. Um, the, 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 the little, the pods that they, you know, like these special like luxury accommodations they were supposed to have were these like white tents. I mean, they literally look like district, not like that, like that movie that they were going to move them to yeah. like these like ridiculous little white tents. Like it was, <laughs> it was a shit show. And now they're getting sued for like a hundred million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I wouldn't believe somebody with the business acumen of Ja Rule would 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 botch something as <laughs> spectacularly as that. It was him and this guy Billy McFarland who they who like the media refers to him as a 25 year old tech bro. Um, the New York Post <laughs> referred to him as that, <laughs> um, and they I guess they just burned through all the money and didn't do anything. Like basically wow. did nothing. I feel like. This was conceived during a cocaine bender in Manhattan or something, you know, in some penthouse, and the cocaine bender continued all the way up until the day of the event. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow. I mean, apparently, like, the guy, Ja Rule, like, didn't, like, he basically, like, didn't, like, even go check on anything. He was just, like, hanging out. Um, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like, they... they None of the logistics were worked out. They paid some, like, you, you guys know what influencers are, right? Like, that's, like, the new thing these days. Like, people on Twitter with, like, um, 10 yeah, million yeah. followers or, quote-unquote, influencers. You pay them and they, like, yes. promote your event or whatever. So they paid Kendall Jenner, you know, one of the, the, the Jenner kids, one of the Kardashian-Jenner kids. They paid her 250 k to endorse the festival. Um, they paid some other, you know, other models and other, you know, whatever – a bunch of money. So they, they spent a bunch of money to, to like hype it up, but they did nothing to like, <laughs> like to execute it. And Yikes. so people showed up and then that was it. I gave Ja Rule a hard time, but I'm going to put the blame on the tech bro for being a business guy who kind of botched that. Yeah. And uh, also take this time to mention that if you want us to influence on your behalf, it'll cost you way less than 250 grand. Yeah. Yeah. We are much higher status than uh, Kendall Jenner. <laughs> yes. Of course, if you want our cheese sandwich on a paper plate, it'll cost you less than twelve thousand. Yeah, sell it to you for two hundred fifty. Well, we'll we'll, uh, uh, we'll we'll deliver a fruit and cheese plate. <laughs> That's what we discussed. <laughs> yeah, right. A couple episodes ago. And uh, moving on to a little bit uh, brighter news, something that I'm sure will not be a fiasco and will be amazing is the PAX Unplugged convention. Uh, yes. That was announced uh, pretty recently. It was announced a little while ago, but um, just for those that don't know, and in, in keeping with the theme of International Tabletop Day, uh, in November, PAX, the Penny Arcade Expo that typically does these big, you know, video game, anime, comic cons, uh, is doing a tabletop themed, tabletop gaming themed convention in Philadelphia, uh, November 17th to the 19th. Um, and coincidentally, I will be there with Yellow Games. Um, so if anyone is going to be at PAX Unplugged, they can come by and see me at the yellow booth. Cam, are you recruiting for booth babes? And do I have an in? Uh, how do you look in a bikini? (laughs) It's not about that, Cam. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to, uh, you know, uh, body shame you, I guess. That would be... (laughs) Don't objectify me. I look like me in a bikini, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't define my worth. (laughs) Right, 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 right. 
the fact that I'm wholly unqualified to be a booth babe doesn't mean that I shouldn't be a booth babe, right? <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah that's also gender bias isn't it i should you know shouldn't be a gender bias yeah booth, yeah, babe, yeah. booth babe doesn't have to be a woman right it'd be a male no. yeah yeah and you know what complicates it more pax doesn't even allow booth babes which really oh uh, well then it's a moot point i guess yeah. <laughs> I, I was testing you that was just a test to see you know what you thought of me <laughs> cam what's yellow doing with uh bgg con what are we doing at bgg con yeah same weekend, isn't it? Are you going to both? Yes, yes. I will not be at both. I have been at BGGCon for the last two years. Somewhat, Yellow will be there, but I will not be there. I will be at... Uh, but we decided because this is such a cool new event that we had to be there, and we didn't want to not do, not do it, so we're sort of splitting forces. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, BGGCon's awesome. I like BGGCon. I've been, like I said, I went the last two years. It's much smaller, though. It's BGGCon is only, like, maybe, I think, 5,000 attendees, probably. People love to hate on PAX, on, on Penny Arcade anything. So everyone's whining about, well, what's going to happen to a company that wants to go to both? Well, they're companies. They'll hire extra employees. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... I'm glad to see that, though. I'm, I'm glad to actually know someone is going to both. That's great. Yeah, BGGCon's great. I, I would, And I think pretty much any board game company is going to go to both. I mean, you have to, you know? Seems silly not to. Yeah. Well, and and I, I think that BGG... I think BGGCon is typically a, a week earlier. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they, they decided to do it that weekend. Hmm. Plus, it, it's two separate coasts, almost. I mean, PAX Unplugged is in Philly, and BGGCon is in dallas oh yeah that's yeah like say so you're talking about five thousand people or attendees at bgg con i mean that's way less than the typical con yeah those barely compete i think we're okay here in terms of ethics yeah <laughs> so yeah that's the news all right thanks once again for an excellent news extravaganza intrepid reporter cam not a bro and now folks it's time for tonight's main topic and that, of course, is video game music, which uh, I think for the second time in a row has been motivated by Brian. Once again, Brian's kind of the showrunner nowadays. <laughs> oh, don't blame me. <laughs> Got to blame it on... No, I'm not going to quote Millie Vanilli. But yes, in your role as uh, unwilling showrunner, Brian, I believe this week you... Well, no, actually, it wasn't this week. It was last episode or the episode before you first mentioned the soundtrack for let it die the game you've been playing on the playstation and uh, i took some time to actually listen to that and it's awesome so why don't you kind of characterize that soundtrack uh for the audience to sort of begin the discussion i i think the closest thing that without listening to it you can say about it is it's it's kind of just like the um the radio stations in like Grand Theft Auto or whatever, but not, I don't know, like, like nothing you ever would have heard before. Like just the weirdest, most random Japanese music you can imagine. I mean, I guess maybe if you're Japanese, you might've heard it before, but not over here. Yeah. It seemed to be like an assembly of music from like a bunch of different genres and so on like you'd, you'd hear one song and then the next one was completely like whoa you where'd that come from like out of left field but 
good nevertheless like all the songs i heard were awesome and i think i only heard a fraction of what's on the soundtrack based on what i saw and uh i don't think that's by accident i i on, on the actual website for the game they they tout the soundtrack as one of the highlights they do and i think they're actually very proud of it it's i i don't know it, it's part of the feel of the game like it is not just music that's playing at the same time and so it's it's not just uh background music so to speak it's actually there to set the mood and to and to fit with the game yeah it reminds me of well as you mentioned like kind of like the radio stations for gta um although those were at least sort of kind of period based i think like you had like gangster rap in the one and then like new wave in the other but this reminds me of what i think of some recent movie soundtracks really guardians of the galaxy which did it well and kind of justified the the music's being there with the whole mixtape angle and then suicide squad which seemed to just like go through like whatever the studio's massive like music catalog was and plug songs in everywhere that i, I felt didn't really fit with the characters but i don't want to get into that I, I wonder if in games we're going to see more more of these assemblies as i put it from like real world music so to speak from from i don't know pop music i guess do, do you think this could be a trend or i hope it is a trend what i'm seeing a lot more and, and what i think fascinates me most about this is kind of a a, a perfect storm of r- rising tides the vinyl market is getting bigger and bigger every year and they have really embraced video game soundtracks. So that's making video game music more popular. And then, like, I mean, we're not just talking about Light of Die because I played it. I've actually seen a lot of news stories on how they put together the music and why. And apparently it's, it's a pretty big deal, actually, in Japan. I guess, I'm just looking at the story right here, it's a hundred different composers players bands whatever you want to call them that are you know contemporary japanese musicians today so it's not just like something the the studio had laying around it's this guy went out and drummed up a lot of people for this i mean i don't i don't i don't think there's any way i've heard a hundred songs and i played this game for two two weeks straight i mean yeah that's really cool when you think about it so unlike Suicide Squad, of which I was just critical for kind of pulling things off the shelf, you know, at the old studio, this, the artistic endeavor included like recruiting these musicians and assembling this massive soundtrack and then kind of building the game around that. And I'm sure you have Ryan, but Cam, I don't, I don't know if you've taken a look at the website for this game yet, but there's actually like a page talking about the soundtrack. And I think it's like, it boasted it's something like an audio experience or something. So it was very <laughs> intentionally crafted. I like that. I mean, I, I love ga- I love games that give the attention to those kind of details because to me, I, I I'm not like a you know first person shooter kind of guy. I like the immersive experience. So that really does it for me when there's like a really even it doesn't even have to be like like I mean like GTA was amazing because like it had like you know songs by people you knew. You know what I mean? You could like listen right. to it and change the state. While you're playing the game, that was like super cool. But like, I, it doesn't even have to be like known songs or even like by popular artists. Like, I just like like weird, like crazy, like 
like some of the old school Nintendo games that had just like that weird, spooky, really cool music, you know, that's like my favorite thing. Yeah. And so to contrast those or really to, to draw a parallel to those early Nintendo games, the thing that they did that a good soundtrack does, whether it is, you know, 8-bit chip tunes as they're known nowadays, or, you know, an arrangement of music from various artists is to set the mood, to draw you in. It should be, it should be part of the experience. At least for me, it always was. I know some people, they play a video game, they turn it down, and then they're listening to whatever music they actually like. I guess that's their experience. But I like a tightly coupled audio experience with my video game. For sure. Um, I, I guess there's no way for me to, to really know if it's something that like the user set up or if it's just randomizing it. But one of the things that I think is really cool, especially about Let It Die, is you can attack someone else's bases when when they're not playing the game. They're vulnerable. Like, you know, you can go in and like beat up their NPCs and take money from them. And you hear whatever radio station they're listening to. Oh, that's cool. I love it. Just like you get their environment. It's not just like, you know, loading the same cheesy area for everybody. That's really cool. So it really lets the players sort of set the ambiance to a certain extent. That's cool, man. Is, does that count as like a player created content, so to speak? I mean, I guess they're not creating it, but they are sort of like setting their station. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think that's a little liberal. Like you can, you can <laughs> set preferences, but you don't, you don't create anything that no one else has or player selected content then. Yeah, probably. There we go. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I, good to hear, uh, a game maker taking the soundtrack very seriously and making it an integral part of the game. And, really encouraging to hear like video game music getting the vinyl treatment and the respect that I always held that it deserves. I don't know that we're at the point yet where when people ask what kind of music you like, (laughs) you can say video game music, (laughs) but we might be getting to the point where in certain like circles, you can get away with that. And uh, I'll settle for that. This is, this is kind of a step in the right direction. Do any of you guys still use Pandora? Yeah. Yeah, Pandora, Pandora actually recognizes like video game music as a, a genre now. You can like, you know, type that in and, and use it to see the channel or whatever. Well, like eighty percent cool. of my Pandora stations are like the Lord of the Rings station. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it's like like most of those songs are not even like there's no words. It's just like really cool, like you know, like the, the you know like elf music or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elfin March. Yeah. I think, actually, to plug our sponsor, the Adventure Game Store in Davie or Cooper City, Florida, (laughs) again, I think one of the cooler touches that Keith will do uh, on certain game nights is, I think he just basically plays a Pandora channel. No, no, that's probably not for commercial use. So he plays some sort of a (laughs) channel. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I I don't even think it's Pandora. I think it's his own, like, just playlist, actually. That's just like the Conan library. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, his own mix. and. it's cool. Like it sets the mood. Like you're you're playing this type of game, and like he's playing music that matches. I think that's. Uh, I think that's I'd awesome. love that if I were playing D and D up front. Like I mean, I'm sometimes I'm playing like a steampunk game, and Conan comes on. It doesn't fit, but yeah, like the guys, like the showcase table with the D and D 
campaign that's been, you know on their seventh year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect for it. We need to get uh, we need to gift the store a surround sound system for the Dragon's Lair premium gaming area, so that you get like this like really immersive sound experience while you're back there. And then the TV can be like a roaring fire, you know, feel like you're <laughs> in a gaming tavern, having yield adventure. Yeah, because I can't believe I said yield. Anyway, planning to buy any vinyl yourself, Brian? Would you Would you go so far as to purchase uh, artifacts? I don't know about vinyl because the problem with vinyl is I I don't have anything to even listen to them on. You know, like I'd buy a, a, a CD, especially of Let It Die. Like if they release like a collector's edition, you know, album on 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 something I can listen to, sure. But I mean, I'm not exactly a vinyl enthusiast in any other way, so they kind of just go to waste. Hmm. What about you, Cam? Are you a, an audio file? Uh, I mean, I, I like things that technology. Are... Yeah, well, I mean, I like things that are cool and kitschy. Like I said, if if I went into a record store and I saw that Doctor Who record store day promo thing, I'd probably buy it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually called one of the local record stores and they said they had a couple copies and they were like 30 bucks. And I was like, eh. I mean, really, if if they would have been down the street, I definitely would have went and picked it up. But they're like, it's like a 35-minute drive to where they are. So yeah. sort of like, eh, you know. Um if I'm in that area, maybe I'll stop by and pick one up, but, you know, probably wouldn't do it if it wasn't Doctor Who, you know? If it was, like, Star Wars, maybe, uh, if it was something like that. But for a video game, it would have to be, like, a video game that's, like, super close to my heart. Like, if it was, like, a Zelda or something like that, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. I was about to call you out as not being a true VGM fan, but uh, <laughs> then you mentioned that you have some games that are near and dear to your heart. Yeah, for sure. And that was the perfect segue <laughs> to the next subtopic I'd like to bring up, I guess. And that's uh, really just some soundtracks that we like, that we all love, that we we could recommend to listeners and that uh, are in our head a lot or that we'd like to listen to from time to time. I'll, I'll go ahead and start just because I feel like I'm always putting you guys on the spot. I love, absolutely love the soundtrack to, in the US, Final Fantasy three in Japan and elsewhere, Final Fantasy VI. It is amazing. Like it had, it has a number of tracks on it that are really good. And like I like to listen to it in its original form. There are all, there are all sorts of arrangements done with orchestras and, and this sort of thing, and they're great. But I actually like that Super Nintendo generated soundtrack. It's just amazing. The main theme is great. The main overworld theme, probably one of the better overworld themes from any Final Fantasy game, and like. I hear like any song from that game and it just emotionally drags me in. It drags me into playing the game. It drags me into where I was in my life while I was playing the game. Like that game, that is my favorite video game. And like the soundtrack is, it's fitting that it's one of my favorite soundtracks too, because it's just absolutely like stellar. And Brian, I know you're probably familiar with it. We, we both played that game around the same time when it came out. Cam, are you familiar with that at all? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, that's more like epic, though. That's like an epic type soundtrack, right? Yeah, I guess if we had to classify, does that fit, Brian? Epic. Uh yeah, yeah, certainly. You're saving the entire world and failing almost. Well, you the world kind of gets blown up, but then you save what's left of it. Oh, and then the soundtrack like takes a total turn at that point. Just amazing. They did a great <laughs> job pairing it with the game. <laughs> yeah, so that's my nominee for something 
we should play the game, but definitely give that soundtrack a listen. And I will now transition over to you, Brian, before I say amazing one more time. Best sounding and most interesting Wild Arms 1 for the PlayStation 1. Ooh. That's the one that had, like, the whistling in the intro music, right? Yep. Oh, that was, that was totally ripped off of the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> but that's appropriate, right? Because it was a Western-themed RPG. Yep. Oh, so cool. Wild Arms was awesome, too. That game, like, that was, like, the, like, shut your friend up that owned an N64 and was naysaying your PlayStation. Like, you, you show them Wild Arms, and they're like, whoa, hold on. And, that game was uh, great, man. It really, really was good. And yeah, that, that soundtrack was, it was, it, it started with that. And then like the music just fit the game again. Like a, it's almost like they hire people that know what they're doing sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you there. That, that's a great soundtrack. Cam, did you play Wild Arms? Were you a Wild Arms guy for the original PlayStation? I was not a Wild Arms guy, but since we're, I have some new school ones, but since you guys are going a little old school, I'll, I'll go old school too. Um, and it's actually on my I'll, I'll go with two one's a homer pick i mean it's whatever everyone loves the the mario soundtrack but i mean i can just remember as a kid like when you're like in the like any area underground or like in the dungeon like bowser or whatever the like yeah just evoke like anxiety you know you know what i'm saying like just like it just had a way of just sort of like trapping you but like that's actually i just an afterthought. Um, one of my favorite soundtracks from the original NES, and it's actually my one of the songs from it, or one of the soundtrack, whatever from it is is my ringtone is um is Mega Man. Like I have the Doctor Wily's Castle. Yes. Um, and it's it's like my favorite favorite favorite. Like that, that was one of my favorite games, like game franchises, and like one of my favorite soundtracks as well. I think I'll play it right now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Can you guys hear it? Yep. Yeah, that's, that, that's my ringtone currently. I love, 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 love the uh, Doctor Doctor Wily Castle and just the Mega Man, all the Mega Man music, the whole soundtrack. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember the Ninja Gaiden games? I'm sorry, Gaiden, but you're yeah. just pronouncing Gaiden. Yeah. I always felt Mega Man, like in terms of its tempo, had a kind of similar soundtrack to those, kind of a like fast sure. pace, like got to run through this. The original Ninja Gaiden or whatever, that intro, remember the intro? Oh, yeah. It's like little... sort of like an anime. Or yes. Where like, it showed like the, where he's like running in like the, in the rain with, and then like he, he jumps and the, the yep. sword flashes. So amazing. And then he like, he, you know, yeah. And then the, the guy like collapses and it's like, wasn't yeah. that Ryu's dad like dying basically yeah. in the duel? Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. That was awesome. By the way, that sort of like faux anime done with pixels was like a staple on one of, my favorite systems. I think also Brian would probably say one of his, the, the turbo graphic 16 slash PC engine. Like they did a ton of that in those games. Yeah. And, uh, with voice, cause a lot of them were CD based, but yeah, that, that was one of the early examples for me on the, uh, NES of, of that kind of art. It was killer for me. That's like iconic that Ninja Gaiden that, because they, they had the same one too in the, in the old school, in the, the like, uh, arcade cabinet as well. They had that, they had that on there. And I just remember just being like, God, this is so amazing. Like, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, nowadays, like, with all the shit that's out now, it's like nothing. You know what I mean? But back then. No, it's like you were watching a even, cartoon. Yeah. And even, like, the limited, um, if you're talking about the NES, like, 
the NES was so limited in terms of like graphics, sound, everything, and they still were able to like come up with sound effects and music that's still like iconic today. I think that's like that's genius. I mean, think about it like um the like think about like the cutscenes and all the shit that they have nowadays. Like if you think about like Mike Tyson's punch out when like I mean you could barely understand the referee saying like TKO. He was like uh uh you know like <laughs> right right like there was like no like sound come there was like no real voice like ability. It was just like limited 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 like capacity and limited like sounds that they had but like god they fucking they 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 did it to perfection man yeah agreed agreed completely so wow that 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 motivated me for another uh any well now an nes pick i was gonna do a new uh, another another super nes but uh do you guys remember the soundtrack for the game's notorious for being like difficult to beat. Do you remember Castlevania two? Yeah. Simon's quest. That game, it, it was great except for some, like you had to know how to cheat to beat it and basically uh, glitches, but the music was incredible and it had that awesome, like day night transition too. So it's like you had a, a coin flip soundtrack going on and damn it. That, that text like what a terrible night to have a curse would pop up and then it would flip over to that nighttime yeah. soundtrack and you like you didn't want to be caught out at night but sometimes you couldn't avoid it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i thought they did a really great job again a soundtrack that really sets the mood in the game and that game like for sure it might be one of my favorite castlevanias in spite of the fact that you had to know from your friend like where to pray <laughs> to get like the game winning artifact to appear or whatever it was yeah well, and that that like I that was like one of my favorite weapons ever. That whip, the chain whip, or whatever. Yes. Like even though it was kind of a, a rip off of Pitfall, um, <laughs> which was a rip off of like Indiana Jones, but, but like I mean, it, it's still like I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty I, iconically I Castlevania weapon. now. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put Ernest Evans up there with <laughs> an iconic whip wielding game. Do you remember that game, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was uh, the first time they tried out like circles instead of pixels. Yeah, it was kind of like <laughs> Ernest Evans. Actually, I think it had a decent soundtrack too. That now that I think about it, but yeah, they Sega went through a phase where they were trying to join together. Like you get bigger characters and more like articulating characters by putting together these circular like pixel blobs. But uh, I I don't remember being mm-hmm. impressed with the effect, Brian. Were you? No, no, I. <laughs> Like a really bad Vector Man. It worked for Vector Man, right? But it didn't work for Ernest Evans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think with Vector Man, they had the sense to use like pre-rendered, you know, pixels. But with they just try to do like dots, you know, standard pixel drawing, I guess, with Ernest Evans. And it was strange. I'll have to show you Ernest Evans, actually, Cam, if you haven't played it. It's, it's a game. It's a game. We didn't get the CD-ROM version for the Sega CD. We got the cart. So they put it on the cart and took out all, all the good music and, well, the great music and sound and all that. And uh, mm. Yeah, felt a little ripped off by that. Anyway, that that I cheated and got two. <laughs> Brian, back over to you, man. You got another one? <laughs> oh, man. Um, don't ask me to actually name a single song because I don't think I could. But does anyone remember Sukoden? Yes. I can name a song, too. I, I can't name the songs, but I remember the sense of, of awe listening to it. 
Sukoden, which I am told by people younger than me who weren't even alive back when I played it, damn it, is pronounced like Suikoden or some crap. But anyway, Sukoden <laughs> set the mood really early. Remember, like, the beginning of the game, you have to, like, go into the Black Forest to, like, get the prophecy from the Oracle or something? There's, like, a yeah. super, like, I don't know how else to put it, like, epic song that plays during that. And, like, from there, it's just, like, yeah. Oh, such a good soundtrack. And, and such a massive, sprawling game, too. It it delivers big. So good, in fact. Actually, I, I'm going to link to the to a soundtrack if I find one, you know, in our show notes. But I may call out that Black Forest song in particular. It was it was really good. Cam, what about you, man? You got another one to kind of maybe round it out, or we can keep going. Yeah, yeah I'll go. I'll go a new school um, or newer school. Um, one of my favorite favorite. Like I'm, I'm going to say, okay, not just soundtrack, but like just sound effects in general, and just like feel of like music and mood. Oh. Um, is Bioshock. I mean, it's that's one of my favorite games anyway, so I'm already a little bit biased, but, like, um, just, like, all the little, like, the little touches, like, when you're, like, in a place and you hear, like, the little, like, scuttling of feet and, like, like little just weird things in the background and, like, um, like, I mean, my brother and I still, to this day, like, <laughs> we're always like, come back when you get some money, buddy. Like, yeah. that, I don't know if you remember when you, like, go and, like, buy, like, the, the upgrades and shit like that, you know? Like, me and my brother still say that to each other all the time. And it's just like, I don't know, it's, it was just so well, the game, the whole game is just so well done. And it already has that, like, creepy 50s, like, you know, Art Deco-ish vibe to it. And, you know, it's everything just complemented, you know, everything together so well. <laughs> that's in the vending machine right come back when you got some money buddy yeah exactly i, I remember the um, the ammo amigo bienvenidos uh, al ammo amigo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and um there's another game called alan wake which have you ever guys pl- uh, you guys ever played that game i have not. that is one of the the bigger regrets of the ps3 era for me i never had a ps3 i've never played that game alan wake or bioshock alan wake Oh, yeah, yeah. That game is awesome. If you haven't, I mean, if you ever have, like, time or whatever, it's it's a super immersive, super, like, creepy, just, like, stay in the light, like, horror type game or whatever. It's, it's really fun. I did not know that. You know, I'm always getting it confused with Heavy Rain, which was, like, that detective noir game of the time. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was crap. Um, <laughs> it was crap. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rain, but it was okay. But Alan Wake is—it's very underrated. I mean, it's like it's always on like people's like top ten underrated list or whatever. But it, it was a great game. Hmm. Might have to, might have to go back in time and play that. By that I mean plug in my PlayStation Three and play it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my PS Three died recently. I just, I just. Oh it. no! Like wouldn't turn on or. Yeah, it, it it had that problem where it like tries to boot up and you hear the fan come on and then it turns off and oh, crap. everything I read online or whatever basically said it's junk, so let's get rid of it. Oh man, you gonna get a new one or just count on that PS4 backward compatibility? Uh, probably the latter. Um, like if you know if I if I find a cheap PS3 somewhere, maybe I'll pick it up for you know fifty bucks or something, but I wouldn't pay more than that. By definition, they should all be cheap now. I hope you find one. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Cool, guys. Well, I think we gave video game music a pretty fair treatment this episode and came up with some pretty cool examples as well. I think that every episode now I get more interested in playing uh, Let It Die. 
So I, I really need to find my PlayStation 4 and get it plugged in <laughs> so I can give that a go. But uh, any more tracks you guys want to add to the end? Any bonus tracks before we adjourn? Not here. Not for me. Okay, then I will start playing some ending theme music in just a moment as I remind our listeners that we lay a new track down every week here at the Nerdstravaganza podcast, and we would be thrilled if they would give it a listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, or any of the other podcatching or streaming services that carry this fine program. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google Circle, and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Play your way on over to Nerdstravaganza.com and check out all of our back episodes on our website as well as all of our other awesome content. Jump on your magic microphone and <laughs> fly on over to YouTube and check out all of our video content. Just type Nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and all of that should pop up for you. And then send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what your favorite soundtrack is. And that is what we call another episode. Cam, take us out of here. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs>